my gorgeous soul. Welcome back to the Love, Sex and Magic podcast. Oh, I'm so excited for today's guest. Oh, this goddess is someone who I have known for several years and who I have witnessed just been on the most transformational journey of abundance and spiritual healing and plant medicine and business acceleration. And she truly is someone who is so inspiring to watch and to learn from. So our guest today is Regan Hillier. She is the founder of Regan Hillier International, a company dedicated to providing personal development and business training to men and women who have a big message they want to share with the world. She has trained thousands of people, helping them build multiple six and seven figure businesses location free using powerful mindset changing tools and cutting edge business development strategies. So in this conversation, we talked all about the journey from being the hustle, hustle, never stop entrepreneur into really tapping into that divine feminine and integrated masculine abundance and wisdom and that beautiful dance between the two. We talk about plant medicine and ayahuasca when it comes to accelerated success. We talk about abundance, how to tap into the natural flow of the abundance of the universe and how it is our most natural state. And oh my goodness, so much more. I think you guys are going to absolutely love this episode. We dive deep into the frequency of money and um, abundance, and I think you're going to love it. So let's do the damn thing. So Regan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Me too. Where do we even begin? So we recently, um, we recently reconnected after many years. Um, We had dinner here together at our last villa that we were staying at in Costa Rica with Wampa and with Rick and we just got to connect deeper um which was just so so beautiful it's been so amazing to witness your journey over the last five years and just how much you have deepened into who you are and your purpose here on this planet and let's just take it back because like we first met out in Bali maybe five years ago now on like a business little business mastermind retreat type thing with um Kat Letazo, Jen Scalia and it was a very different vibe wasn't it than than kind of where both of us are at today it was very kind of like about the hustle and about the success and what I remember from that time was it was like achieve your goals at any cost and I was already so impressed with the Regan that I met then and the Regan that I know now is just like wow um and I think that the main reason for that for me personally is the impact that you're making is phenomenal and you know there are a lot of entrepreneurs that are making lots of money millions of dollars but the way that you are circulating that income the way that you like you know I will message you and, and, or I will check out your stories. And it's like, you're building a school in Africa. You're giving away these scholarships to these young entrepreneurs. Like I'll send you a WhatsApp and be like, Hey, what what are you doing this week? And you're like, I'm building a school in Costa Rica. And I'm like, this is insane. Like I would definitely say you are such an expander um, for me. So yeah, let's talk about your journey. Like, you know, 
what was your upbringing like? I want to go back and start with like little baby Regan. What was her upbringing like? Did she know anything about money, anything about entrepreneurship, anything about what was possible for her life? Yeah, absolutely. And I remember that event in Bali so clearly. And, and you know, when you go into deep healing work and it might be through breath work or through ceremony and you access a past life and you're like, wow, that was me in a past life. And you know, it's you, but then you look at your life now and you're like, whoa, it's totally different. I feel like Bali was our past life. Like I literally, <laughs> that was a totally different reality and I love that life and it was amazing and it was such a stepping stone I feel for both of us in terms of what we've opened up to and expanded into but it feels like a totally different reality so yeah if I take you back even further from there I mean I grew up in New Zealand um, with a family that loved me and still loves me very dearly, but they were very in the system. You know, my, my dad ran his own business. It was a small business, no more than two employees ever. And, you know, it was very much a model of work hard, work hard and do more and like push, push, push. And, you know, you can, you can get somewhere one day basically. And so my mom was very much in the system in terms of education and schooling and wanted me to go to school and get good grades and follow down that pathway. And my dad always said to me that if he had my opportunities, he would have been an architect. You know, he was pulled out of school at the age of 13, 14 and sent to work basically. And so I was going through school, finished school. And then what do you think I studied at university? I studied architecture really because I had no idea what I wanted to do. And deep down, I was trying to unconsciously please my parents and especially my father. Mm. And so, you know, I was in a university lecture at one point and a new lecturer walked in and he got us to do this visualization process. And I had never done any meditation, visualization, affirmation, nothing, nothing, right? This was my first experience. So I thought, okay. And I, I closed my eyes and he got us to picture our future as I quote, the architect that we were born to be 20 years out from that moment. And so I closed my eyes and I started seeing the scenario of this life, which I was on a pathway to creating. And honestly, Mel, I felt sick to my stomach. And I realized at that moment, I was on a pathway creating a life that I wasn't madly in love with. And I knew deep down at a soul level, I wasn't here to do that. And so I had this moment where like my mind disconnected from my body and my body just like got up and ran out of the room and I called my dad and I told him, I'm like, dad, I was crying. And I said to him, you know, I, I feel like I'm letting you down so much, but I'm not meant to be an architect. This is not what I'm meant to do in the world. And to my surprise, he turned around and he's like, well, baby, I want you to be happy. So he's like, I support your decision. And he said to me, he said, Regan, what are you going to do? And I was like, just give me a minute on that. <laughs> I was so clear on what I didn't want, but I had absolutely no clue what my future would or could look like. And so that threw me into personal development. I started Googling, how do you quit your nine to five job? Because I was terrified I was going to end up in one. And I started mm. reading books. I started going to personal development events. And that's what really threw me into this industry today. It really, it didn't start out with a grand vision of, oh my goodness, I'm going to make millions millions of dollars and change millions of people's lives. It was like, how do I sort my life out and do something <laughs> that I love and not do this other thing that I was quite good at, but don't love at all. And how do I, how do I figure this out and actually be happy at the end of the day? You know, those were the questions that my whole journey started with. So that was really the point for me. 
I love that. And would you say that you got your work ethic from your mum and dad then? Because when I when I met you, I think you were we we're probably around the same age. Maybe you were are you younger than me? I feel like you're maybe a little younger than me. I'm about to turn thirty one. Yeah, I'm thirty one, I think. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, remember, I remember when we met and however many years ago it was in Bali and I remember being like oh my god she's my age and she's achieved so so much so that kind of work ethic that kind of like mentality was that something that you inherited from your parents or was that like something that came from a different place for you yeah you know I think a lot of this was from my parents and especially from my dad and honestly it was a blessing and it was a curse and it was a blessing because it did set me up and I I worked really hard and for years and years and years I was the entrepreneur that would sleep two three hours a night and do everything myself and go for it and then proudly tell everyone what I'd achieved and guess what I did it all myself and you know it, it blocked obviously my lifestyle my freedom my leverage my income when I then had to go I went under the surface and really like, whoa, I'm so anchored into this paradigm of in order to manifest more or achieve more or make more money or do have more freedom, anything, then I must do more. And I had to go in and unhook from that and be like, thank you, dad. And no, I'm choosing to rewrite this generational story that has been back in especially his family for years and years and years and rewrite this instead. You know, that's what opened me up to words like surrender and manifestation and (laughs) things like that, which, which I really had no context or even access points to in the beginning. It was just like, go, go, go it's where we were at now when we connected, it was like hustle, yeah. hustle, hustle, push, push, push. Okay. Well, you know, if it's, uh, what did my dad always say? If it's meant to be, then it's up to me. You know, I had that running in my conscious and my unconscious. And it wasn't until that I started massively unhooking mm. that and rewiring that, that I realized that had served me and gotten me to that point. But it was one of almost, it was one of the biggest limitations at the same time. Yeah, gosh, totally. It's such a good example of like going, going, going in like this unhealthy masculine way. That's kind of what we, it's really all we were shown. It was like, be successful. This is how you do it. Do more, you know, have sleepless nights, have all this coffee, you know, while you're sleeping, other people are succeeding. It was this kind of like, you know, no shade, no shade to Gary Vee. Love you, Gary. But it was like a Gary Vee kind of like, go, go, go. Right. And, um, you know, it's so beautiful now to have witnessed you really just heal the, heal your inner masculine, obviously your relationship with your father and like seeking this approval. And also at the same time, be able to reclaim the feminine and step into that divine feminine, that softness, which you hold so well at the same time as still achieving and actually making more impact by taking better care of yourself, you know, not burning yourself out because your body really is your ally and such a great, you know, companion on this journey. If we're like burning our body out to make more money, it's really going against us. Yeah, no, it totally is. And, you know, I see some people go through and, you know, they realize at some point that this unhealthy masculine, just like push, push, push and do more. It's not serving them. And it's actually doing more damage. And then I see a lot of people kind of do a polarity swing and they go, mm. okay, I don't want to swing here. And they actually weirdly swing into unhealthy feminine yeah. where they kind of just let everything go. And they're like, Oh, it's all just going to happen through me. It doesn't matter. I'll just like do nothing. I, I refuse to work hard. And so what's interesting is I feel there's this 
beautiful balance within you that you get to cultivate. And I've done a lot of work intentionally on this of looking at how do I activate healthy masculine and healthy feminine. And that, that's really the inner divine union that activates within you. And then you're in this place where you're embodying the still the healthy masculine intention and the clarity and the goal drivenness of, okay, I'm clear and I'm going here, but then you're opening up in the feminine energy and you're surrendering and you're allowing God or the universe to actually manifest through you. And then once that's mm. there, that through your feminine energy and then step again into the masculine but from an empowered place of the action that you take in your business and your life so it's this beautiful fusion because then you keep taking the action and then you open up to the next layer of the vision yes. and you that and then you anchor that then you move again so it's this it's this beautiful dance which I get we we all get to practice and we all get to upgrade mm. and better at calibrating the, the the upgrades around these two energies it's not a one or the other and this is why even though I'm not in alignment with the old masculine energy of like push push hustle hustle you'll never see me out there on the internet being like hustle's bad and wrong because you actually do require a healthy part of it but then there's also the healthy flip to it which gets to be integrated you know so mm. I such a dance which of course then is mirrored in relationships it's mirrored with money with the pulsation in and out as it's mirrored in every area of your life because it starts within you mm. so beautiful such a good reminder this is something that I'm always um referring back to in the clients that I work with on business and in my mastermind it's like it's about integration it's the feminine and it's the masculine it's not about swinging one way or the other but when you start out you think that it's just this one way and I think just like everything if you've swung so far one way you end up swinging the whole way <laughs> all the way back just like if you like diet 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 then you like you're gonna swing into like binging eventually right so but it's this it's this coming together it's this weaving this beautiful dance that you spoke on which is for me has been like the magic sauce the secret sauce you know um having that having that balance and being able to heal on the masculine side on the feminine side and really bringing both and for me that's when things just open up the things just start to flow things start to just come into alignment so much easier but it's it's when, like you said, it's when you're taking the action and then allowing the space for magic. Yeah. And, you know, it's the difference between what I call manufactured manifestation and then surrendered manifestation. So 99.9% .9 of the world operate in manufactured manifestation where they've got a dream or a goal or a vision and they go then, okay, now what do I need to do to make it happen? AKA under the surface, if I don't make it happen, it's not going to happen. So they're, they're operating from actually an unconscious place of fear and control from that fear of trying to control every little step of every little manifestation which is coming through. And when they're in that rigidness, locked in the manufactured manifestation, they miss the magic. They miss the synchronicity. They miss the person showing up going, hey, you could do it this way. They miss the opportunity. They miss the money trying to come into their life because they're, they're stuck in this control system that they've really locked themselves into. So when we go the other way, and we look at surrendered manifestation and everyone listening can do this instead of asking yourself, what do I need to do to make it happen? What if you were to say, well, I trust that it's already happened. I know that somewhere out there in the future, it's a done deal because it's my vision. It's my heartbeat. It's alive in me. I can feel it. It's a soul desire. And if that's true, then it's somewhere across time and space. It's already manifested. So if you connect with that and instead ask yourself, okay, well, it's a done deal. I know with certainty that it's happened. How do I get to show up in order to accelerate the manifestation process? What do I get to do in order to simply have it show up faster? 
So instead of in 10 years, it shows up in two. Instead of in two years, it shows up in three months, right? Mm. And this is where the conversation of quantum leaping and accelerating your results across your life but it's got to be from this place where you're not carrying the weight of the manifestation on your shoulders underlying with a fear vibration and operating from a place of control it's just not gonna work Mm, I love that so much I want to dive in deeper to that for anyone that's like how on earth where do I even start with this like how do you explain the quantum field of infinite possibilities to someone who has kind of done that kind of on the surface manifestation, hitting my goals, going up, but then wants to take it deeper, wants to understand how do I accelerate things? How do I quantum leap? Absolutely. Yeah. The quantum field is is so beautiful. And this is a, this is a very big question. So I'm tuning into to the place to give the most relevant information here, but long story short, we all have a field around us within that field is simply information. And if we look at the structure of reality and we look at the unfolding of the universe, we see that everything ultimately is made up of light and sound. And when we go into those light and sound waves, we see that everything's made up of frequency. And when we go even deeper into that structure, we see that everything is made up of geometries at the end of the day. Now, when we understand that, we're actually through the process of manifestation using different tools and methods. I know many that Mel's working with you guys on, it could be breath, it could be sound, it could be power of intention, it could be prayer, whatever we're using as a tool. What's actually happening on the scientific level is that we're altering these geometries and we're not making them something they're not, we're actually returning them back to their natural state because your natural state is abundance. Your natural state is wholeness. Your natural state is living in flow. Your natural state is always being in your heart. What has happened over time is that with society, there's so many imprints and and infiltrations and belief structures and, and mental programs and all these things which stack us up, which alter the geometries and invert them and shift them and change them just slightly, which means that when you're trying to manifest, if your field is slightly off, it's just harder. It's harder work. Things show up um, not as rapidly, you know. So when you go in, you start utilizing some of the tools that are available, even journaling, you sit down and when you get into a state of really feeling that something is happening when you're journaling, you're altering the field around you. And so it's that simple, knowing that when you're doing that, you're shifting the geometries, you're shifting the cellular structure and literally allowing the reality of the universe to, to come back to its natural state. And the most beautiful thing is that when you do this, even if it's for your own life and your own personal intention, you're working on the field, the universal field, which all of humanity is linked into. So this is beyond you. You're actually doing service work in my eyes. When you are bold enough and brave enough to stand up and say, hey, I declare that this is my vision. Now let me use my tools to shift my field into coherence in order to make that happen. You're actually doing this for humanity because you're making it easier for the next person to shift and the next person to shift. And then the more people we get doing this work, the faster it shifts and the more things manifest. So that's Mm. the high level overview. (laughs) So magical. I have like goosebumps and like just tingles all over just listening to you share that because you're so right. Like, and I've been there like in my journaling practice, in my meditation where I literally feel things shifting. I feel things changing as I'm doing this work. So it's really, it's powerful and yet it's simple. And I love that you said that it's like abundance is our natural state. All of the the blocks and the fears and the worries and the, the resistance that we have is actually unnatural. That's not what the universe wants for us. Right. 
Exactly. Mm. And it's infiltration and it's implants and it's beyond humanity. You know, if we actually trace this back and I don't know how galactic you want to go in this conversation, but effectively forces that are not human that actually chose at one point to be separate from God and walk a path of self-service instead of path, instead of a path of service to the divine, those beings came in in an attempt to control humanity and actually started laying some of these grids and some of these pieces of infrastructure and lower light technology that as humans we've been so hooked into and this is such an exciting time right now because people are realizing this whether they know the full backstory or not they're realizing that they're sovereign they're realizing that they have a choice they realize they have the power to go actually I don't subscribe to that and I don't like that and no I won't put that in my body and no I'm not going to have a conversation about that and no I'm not going to be scared about that either they're, they're taking their power back piece by piece and every time someone does this in their physical life they unhook from this and these grids and these infiltrations get weaker and weaker and why do they try and have us in the first place and try and feed off us because they chose to be separate from God they're no longer self-sufficient they require a food source and sadly for so many years that was humanity right and now we're in this place where we're standing up and and those forces again they're they're evaporating away extremely quickly because more and more people are working on their own consciousness and claiming back their own sovereign nature oh yes i really feel as though sovereignty is going to be a huge theme for 2021 and reclaiming our true power and i i definitely agree i feel as though in 2020 throughout 2020 obviously there's a lot of fear a lot of anxiety and a lot of people that were really going through some tough times and there was a lot of people waking up a lot of people having huge healing and huge awakening and huge like realizing and remembering their true divinity and their true power so it was it had a lot of magic in as well as a lot of pain yeah it, i mean it was 2020 right it was the year of 2020 vision everything got shifted exactly. and almost like wherever you were at on the scale of consciousness in 2020 everything just went and shifted mm-hmm. into this whole frequency band and so people that were already deep in this work just got you know at a deeper level and and things started accelerating so quickly but people who weren't in this work at all all of a sudden went and started to ask some questions. I saw this in my own parents. My parents are so sweet and so beautiful and so in their heart and living their best life ever in their own way, you know. Yet a lot of the things which I'm out there doing in the world, they'll be like, okay, you went to the jungle and did what? Oh, okay, I'm glad you're safe. (laughs) There's there's been a a lack of um, connection there because it's just so far out of their reality. And what's interesting is that If 2020 and all the global events had happened 10 years ago, my parents would have probably been like, well, we need to listen to the government and do this thing. All of a sudden last year, they started asking questions. They started saying, Regan, have you seen this? Because that doesn't make sense because then there's this over here. And I don't really understand why they would be closing our border and doing this when this is happening. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, there's questions being asked, even though there's not maybe grounded answers and super clear, you know, directions, there's questioning. And I noticed that shift. I've got goosebumps talking about it because I saw this in so many people. It's just like the consciousness just slid on the scale and upgraded. And it's so beautiful. And this is also such a reason for anyone out there who's walking their purpose right now, anyone out there who's activating their gifts, anyone out there who's doing deep work and may not know all the answers as to why they're here, but you know you're here to help in some way and you know you're here to be of service. The world really needs you now because more than ever, these people that have slid on this consciousness scale, 
I promise you, and now in the next year, in the next two to five years, they're going to be looking for answers. They're going to be Googling, not just how do I quit my job, but what does this really mean? What is this reality? And how do I get some answers? And I'm experiencing and seeing so much. Am I going crazy? How do I deal with this? More and more and more people are going to require support from people like us and all of you tuning in. So mm. this is the mission slip if you needed it to go deeper into asking yourself what your purpose is and saying yes to going into deeper levels of your gifts and your service because we really 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 need you right now oh so beautiful I love this reminder and I feel the exact same I'm like if you are here in this time trust that your soul like chose to be here for this time people are waking up we need your gifts we need your services we need your help this is such oh I feel like so many people around the world are just going to be like listening to this and just feeling so activated and so expanded Mm -hmm. from this conversation so um one of the things that I want to touch on is um worthiness I think a lot of people, I think this is like a big thing that stops people from keeping like that up level going and going and going, or even just having that first, um, that first level up, like really claiming, yes, I am worth this. I deserve this. Whether it's like going out in the world in a new way, putting your gifts out there, whether it's claiming a new income level, you know, did you have to go through this or, or what would you say is your best advice for someone that's experiencing this kind of like, oh, you know, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm worthy of, you know, charging this or, or putting my gifts out there um, or people that are experiencing imposter syndrome, because for me, every time I step into a new level, it's usually about, oh, I'm worth this. Like it's about like really believing, oh yeah, I can do this. I am enough. I am worthy. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody goes through this. I think that if you're human, living in this full human sensory experience and you're growing and you're growing rapidly. I think there's, there's always layers to, you know, shift through and to, and to look at. And ultimately, you know, we do, we do receive in this reality, what we do believe we're deserving and worthy of at the core. So there's two things I'd be looking at here under, under the surface. Firstly, you know, whenever I would, for example, in the past, I'd go, okay, cool. I want to increase my rates to this. And then I'd feel the, ah, and, and who's going to pay that anyway. And all the stories, right. I would catch that and I would just ask myself, okay, what am I more unconsciously committed to? Because our unconscious commitments under the surface will always drive us in whatever direction we're more unconsciously committed to. So when I started asking that question, it was like, well, am I more unconsciously committed to increasing my rates and owning my value and being of service in this way? Or interesting, am I more unconsciously committed to what people are going to think about me? Because at the core of this, I'm worried that I'm going to be judged or am I more unconsciously committed to the scarcity of running an old program saying like, oh, no one would pay that. What am I unconsciously committed to? Because the minute you see that and you bring that into your conscious awareness, you can be like, oh, (laughs) well, that's not cool. I don't want to be committed to that. I'm going to choose to realign my commitments consciously and intentionally. So that would be the first piece. And then in terms of the imposter syndrome as well, and I think most people would be, you know, very aware of that term and the thoughts in your head that that show up and tell you you're not enough and tell you all these mean, nasty stories that you'll never say to anyone else to, to their right. face. <laughs> it's really important if and when that happens to simply ask yourself, stop and be aware and just ask yourself, is this mine? Really? Like, mm. is this thought mine? Is this my thought? Is this thought my highest self? Is this thought from my soul? Is this thought God speaking through me? 
I don't think so. Well, then if it's not mine, what is it? And where does it come from? And more often than not, it can be lower light energies. It can be beings that are stuck in the astral realm. It can literally be entities that have just attached yourself to your field because you went down to a shopping mall and there was a lot of heavy energy and now you just bought some of that back. Clear yourself, clean yourself, clear your body, clear your mind. Do what you need to do to purge out your unconscious. Maybe journal and just get all the bullshit out of your head. Speak gibberish, right? If you're aware of this as an ancient tool, just right and go for it. Like shake your body, <laughs> shake your head, get your unconscious mind processing it out. It sounds so crazy, but I promise you, if you do this for two minutes without stopping, you'll be like, I have no thoughts in my head, huh? Because that's your natural state of stillness. That's your natural state of just being in direct connection with God or your experience with God or the universe or the creator, whatever label it is, right? And so it's catching that and not buying into the story that that's you. Because most people will even say, oh, and I tell myself that I'm not enough. And I tell, no, 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 you're not telling, is that really you? Is that you? Is that your thought? Yes. Not your thought. What the hell is that? Because that gets to go. Because <laughs> that does not belong in your field. And as a true sovereign being, you don't tolerate that. You don't allow that. In fact, this is your house. This is your field. And anything not aligned to light of the highest frequency needs to be out now. And I don't care if you sage it or if you run around or if you jump in the pool naked, do whatever you need to do to move your body and move your system, move your mind and clear that. But it does not get to hang out in your home. You wouldn't let some like random stranger into your home and just let them like drink alcohol in the corner and start screaming at you and abusing you you'd be like get out of my home you're in my home (laughs) (laughs) take personal responsibility for that and don't judge yourself for it it's very easy it's easy to be at an event with a whole lot of people and then I'm about to go on stage and and I feel myself like oh like do I know what I'm gonna say I'm doubting my keynote whoa is this mine no 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 okay I'm just in a room with 2,000 people let me clear myself before I get on stage right? It doesn't make you immune when you get to a certain point in your purpose or impact or service. It means that you just have more tools and you're faster at utilizing them and catching them. That's the only difference, right? Mm, so true. So, so good. And I think it is that it is like fine tuning what is around me that like energetically is not a vibrational match for where I'm aligning myself to um and this is why like I I've always said like I think environment is plays such a huge part in your energy like I'm so sensitive to like the spaces that I'm in where I'm spending my time you know what is inspiring me like how much around how much of my life inspires me because if I want to be inspiring others I have to inspire myself right and the people that are around me like who I'm spending time with even just like things like who I'm following on Instagram, like what my feed is, all of this has such an impact on our energy systems, right? And and can can either be fueling us and nourishing us and aligning us for where we want to be, or it can be like infiltrating our system with these low light energies that you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you bring out this piece of an environment because it is so important. And we've probably all heard the quote, you know, you become the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. And that is true financially, but that's true in every area of your life. If you're hanging around people that are super disconnected from their body and eating horrible food every day, then yeah, you're going to be influenced by the resident frequency that those people are holding, or it's going to be extremely difficult not to be influenced by them. So firstly, it's not just the five people. Firstly, it's not just financial, it's every area and it's your whole environment. I love that you brought up the Instagram feed, right? Because especially now, people might not so much even be in 
in-person environments that much with people with this phase which we're in right now you know many big live events have been shut down and many borders are closed and so many people may even just be with themselves and they're like oh my environment's good I've just got myself and my partner I'm good well how's your feed how's your how's your news feed and how much time are you spending scrolling it because all of that counts and all of that is is energy flooding into your system so I would recommend that people go in and and just take stock on that and clean up anything that doesn't feel super high vibe that doesn't feel amazing and you know when I first started working on my environment I think it was like 12 years ago or something I really got this concept and it was more in person and some family and things like that and I went on the biggest environment purge ever and I kind of released from people distance from people cut from people I was like no that's not the vibe no I don't enroll to that no you don't support my dreams cut 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 and then I turned around and I was like now there's just me (laughs) 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 kind of weird and then a story kicked in I've been told at one point it's lonely at the top Regan and I heard that voice and I was like no that's not the story I want to write is this mine no that's not mine that's from some family member that's from some story that's not mine that's not my soul speaking through me and that's when I decided not just to clean and clear my environment to firstly be okay in the nothingness in my environment find my own wholeness and then thirdly from the place of working on my environment intentionally work to create an amazing environment call in the high vibe people be surrounded by friends and family and beloveds that I love dearly and that are in that vibration. And I'm not going to lie, that took me some time. There was there were many moments where I was like, and now it's freaking again. <laughs> but I was also okay with it. I would prefer that than 20 friends that, you know, were great, but but weren't fully seeing me and my greatness and weren't fully mm. supportive of my dreams. And I knew I couldn't go and tell them something because it would make them feel not enough. And I didn't want to go into that cycle, you know? So it can take some work, but for people that are committed to it and and you do this, you know, online and, and also offline, it's so rewarding because when you step into that third layer, you just become a magnet for other amazing high vibe people to come towards you. You know, like, like Mel and I magnetized each other, right? Like when we were in this place, like we went through this, this place in Bali and then we, we went in our own visions and our own journeys. And then we came back and it was like, ching. It was like, of course we get to hang out. Of course we get to be friends. Of course we get to be in because of the vibration which we both hold and it was a no-brainer it was like yeah of course I'd love to hang out with you and have dinner right versus you know if one of us had decided to not do the work or hang out or go a different path or like still be hustling we probably would be like cool love you but not really wanting to go deep and hang out and that's also okay right so you're the creator Mm. of your reality look at where you're at on this cycle for some of you listening it may be like okay, time to clean up, time to spring clean the community and the environment and the news feeds and the house and the family and the relationship and that thing over there that I'm tolerating. For some of you, you may be in the nothingness of being like, and then there was one, <laughs> which is wholeness in it because it's from this wholeness that you recalibrate into the place where you become a beacon for high vibe people to magnetize towards you. And some of you are in the third phrase where you've done a lot of work in your environment and now you're just like, cool, let me magnetize the most epic humans towards me and live the best life ever with them. Right. But it's oh. a continuous cycle. It really is. I love this so much. I'm so glad you talked on this because I think it's something that we all go through and we all struggle to like let go of people and and call in new people. And I think it's a good, it's a really good reminder that like you are, you deserve to call in high vibrational friends who understand you, who truly see you, who, who get your path. 
you know, yeah. you, you deserve that. And and for me as well, it's definitely been intentionally calling people in. I definitely went through a period where I was like, it's just me traveling and yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. It's fun. But like, I really want to meet, um, you know, conscious beings. And, and also, you know, when, when Rick and I started growing together in our relationship, we were like, we want to meet more couples that are doing this. Yeah. And, and, um, in London, we, we kind of struggled a bit and like, now it's like, we're in Costa Rica and it's like, do you know what? Like, we're just going to invite people out to Costa Rica that we vibe with. We're just going to intentionally like reach out and connect with people who we want to spend time with and who we want to get to know. And it's been so rewarding to see that pay off. You know, it's a reminder that like, yes, if you want to bring these people into your life, if you want to have um, friendships and connections and relationships with people that are on your level, you get to intentionally call that in. I would love if you could share a little bit more about the role that plant medicine has played in your spiritual journey in your you know in just the path that you've been on because I know both of us you know we've come together and we've shared stories and I think I would say that you were probably one of the people that influenced me deciding to actually um start working with the medicine because I had seen just such a shift in you and I was like wow like I I want what she's having <laughs> you know so I would love if you could share a little bit more about what the medicine world has really done for you and how it's opened you up absolutely yes it's been such a gift and for me working with sacred medicine I truly feel that if I hadn't have worked ever in my life with sacred medicine, it's not like I wouldn't have manifested a stack of things which have directly come from the medicine work, but it's more like they would have just taken a whole lot longer. So for me, the biggest piece is it's been a time accelerator within my own consciousness, giving me the capacity to tap into visions and upgrade my manifestations and then also more rapidly clear anything which was holding me back and slowing down the process you know ultimately if there's something you desire to manifest and it's not here right now in your reality then there's one or many things holding you back that's just simply blocking it and stopping it and slowing it down so for me the medicine really has been a huge accelerator in pretty much every area of my life but fundamentally um with my relationship you know I, I was <laughs> you'll know the smell as well I was like two weeks out of a very intense five-year relationship when I met Wampa and so I had a huge rule that I wanted to be single and I wanted to go on a self-love journey and I didn't want another relationship and I had all these like rules I put on myself and so obviously I met Wampa and I was like you're awesome but not right now and <laughs> then we sat in ceremony together and I just asked at a soul level for this person to be revealed to me and I saw everything you know I saw every life we'd lived together I saw every contract I, I saw the missions I saw the upgrade of the mission templates that were waiting to come online through our union. I saw everything and it's like, well, what am I going to do? You know, argue with source and tell source that source is wrong, you know, <laughs> like mm -hmm. it was such a lesson in surrender and, you know, it, it massively accelerated our relationship. I think really, again, we would have come together in this world and eventually been in this relationship container. But I think I would have taken a year and a half to two years to be, to really come to terms with that. So it just accelerated everything rapidly. You know, another example is that right before 
you know, we take groups to Peru and right before one of the Peru trips, I was about to shut down a piece of my business. That was, uh, you know, it was a $1.2 million piece of my business that I just kind of felt out of alignment with. And I felt bored teaching it. And I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to shut it down and just do something else in its place that I'm more in love with. And Wampa said to me, he's like, can you just not make any big business decisions right before we go to Peru? Like, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, wise one, I'll wait 10 days. <laughs> so I go into the ceremony and of course I start asking and I get I, I get shown all these facets of my business which get to upgrade and I, I saw how I was in a destroy and um, destruct pattern in order to attempt to create and instead I upgraded my leadership codes and my entrepreneur codes as well into a place where I actually kept that income stream, but I shifted it in a way where it was in alignment, where I wasn't teaching it anymore. And I built leadership within my company and I had my coaches take that over. And now, I mean, now just alone, that's a $3 million income stream, just that in my company. But I nearly blew that up. I nearly shut that down, right? With the level of consciousness that I was in and trying to just follow alignment and do all the good things and run my business from the soul. But again, the medicine showed me, yeah, you can do that but you're at this choice point and you have this, this whole other option available, which I don't think I would have seen. And I would have maybe tried to undo like years down the track or just let it go and be like, well, that was a good learning. I could have done that differently. And, you know, when we work with the tree of light, for example, it's just, again, the fastest tool that we have personally found to embody more light. And at the end of the day, if you're embodying more light, you're oscillating at a higher frequency, it's just easier to be in service. It's easier to truly live a life in alignment with your true purpose and show up in a powerful way. And so, again, that's not the only way to code your system and recode it at a cellular level to embody more light, but it's just one of the fastest tools that we've found. Mm. Love that. Yeah, I would completely, completely agree. So Regan, this has been so magical. I love to um, ask all of my questions, the same three questions. Um, sorry, I love to ask all of my guests these same three questions just to wrap up the show. The first one is, what is something that you are loving right now? Something that I'm loving weirdly is not traveling and this is coming from the girl who was in 20 countries a year every single year for the last seven or eight years and so it's really interesting when everything shifted and we found ourselves in Costa Rica by no level of chance whatsoever and you know, everything which has been unfolding from being on the grids here and now having this beautiful piece of land and really being the, the guardian of this land and allowing this beautiful community project to develop through us. You know, none of that would have happened unless we were kind of forced to stop and to be here and to be in one place. I put money on it that if we if we kept traveling and then we went to Israel and then we went to Europe and then we went to the rest of our year it was as it was planned last year, this wouldn't have happened now. So mm. I'm really grateful for the pause. Mm, I love this. And it's it's so it feels as though this is always what you and Wampa were meant to do. You were meant to buy this part of land. You were meant to, you know, be building the the homes and the schools that you're building now. If you had just been traveling nonstop, like it's like you, it just feels as though you guys are meant to be doing exactly that thing that you're doing. And it's so expansive and um, so inspiring for others to see as well. Exactly. Yeah. And we always had this vision, but it was always like in the future, in the future, you know, we, we've been looking yeah. for land for 
two years in Costa Rica and, oh, yeah, this is good, but, you know, it's not quite right. And in the future, in the future. And then, again, this piece of land wouldn't have materialized as it did and literally showed up instantly when we got super clear on what we wanted unless we were here and we were able to actually drive and go and look at it and and figure it out in that moment because yeah the person that was selling the land needed to exit out of it super quickly so we had to act really fast and we couldn't have done that if we weren't here so wow Mm, gorgeous and next what is something that turns you on Mm, there's many things. <laughs> I, think, I think the biggest thing that turns me on is honestly, and it, it sounds maybe kind of strange, but I think the people that have had these experiences will really get it is when you go into the field and what we talked about today, when we talked about in the beginning with the geometries and seeing how our reality is actually made up, you know, when I go into that, I'm just blown away with bliss and with pleasure and with possibility. And every time I just look at it and I'm like, God's architecture is so divine. And when I go into the purity of it, it's like every single cell of my being lights up in ecstasy in a way that it's hard to put words on. And so Mm -hmm. I know that might be a strange answer maybe for people to hear, but I think the people who have done some work around this and gone into ceremony and, and had blissful, mind-blowing, orgasmic experiences like this, it's like there really are no words for it. So, yeah. Oh, yes, I love this so, so much. And, you know, I've just realized, you know, I love what you said about like, wow, God's architecture is like, oh my God, just whoa. And it feels as though, you know, you're now on this land, you're building these um, these properties and these, this community and you're using sacred geometry, right? So, yeah. It's like you are, you've kind of come full circle in from your architect days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, right? It's like this architecture piece has now looped back around and I'm super grateful, even chatting to the architects, knowing that I can read the plans and I can speak their language and I have a very deep sense of spaces, even from, you know, being in university, I, I did complete that degree. So even though I never practiced as an architect, it's totally being a gift. And then this other piece of fusing that with what I call the energetic architecture and, you know, I developed out the energetic architecture method and I have my activations and my toolkit around that, around how to actually activate and restore the geometries in the field to their natural state. And the fun thing for me actually with this whole project has been working at taking the true sacred geometry and not the sacred geometry that we know because a lot of that old sacred geometry like the flower of life and the tree of life and things like that a lot of that it's not bad and wrong but it's outdated it's not actually vibrationally energetically in sync with the planet anymore same with the fibonacci spiral and you say well regan that's in nature yes some of the nature adapted to those old grids but there's actually a completely separate system. There's a whole separate time wave system that's available. So there's this whole other set of geometries which I've been working with deeply the past few years. And and now I get to work with the architects to put it into physical form. And it's blowing their minds because they're going, wow, you know, I, I haven't seen this before. And I'm like, no, because this is the new system that we're literally building and creating and not just having as an energetic thing, but actually putting it into a structure and having everything through this new crystalline architecture. So it's just been so fun and 
such a lesson that everything happens for a reason. You know, even when I was 19 years old and I was crying and I was like, I don't know what my life path is and why did I study architecture? What a waste of time and money. Like it all starts to make sense when it comes a full 360 pack. Oh my God. I love this so much. So true. And the project that you're working on is just unlike anything else I think that's ever been built. So you really, you really are, you really were born to be doing exactly what you're doing right now, Regan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I feel as though I know what your answer is going to be to this last question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. When was the last time you experienced magic? Oh, like on this call. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I just received, right before I jumped on this call, I was listening to a voicemail from one of my closest sisters and and she she was like telling me this big long story about this quote. And basically the the end of the quote was that, you know, you you will only I don't remember the exact words, but it was like you will only find magic if you look for magic. And those who don't look for magic will never find it. And we were just saying how that our entire reality is pure magic by choice Mm. and by design because we choose that we're constantly looking for that. And most people probably heard that what you focus on expands. Well, you focus on magic and that magic expands pretty rapidly in front of you. Focus on magical manifestations. I mean, that expands in front of you. Focus on seeing magic in the 3D, that expands. Focus on knowing that magic is going to unfold through this conversation we just had together. And of course, you're going to have freaking magical moments left, right, and center. So I feel like my whole life is just that vibration and I'm in awe of it daily and I'm in gratitude with it constantly Mm. oh that is such a perfect way to to wrap up this conversation thank you so much Regan this has just been purely just pure magic getting to to speak with you and dive deeper into all of these topics where can everyone come and hang out and get more of Regan in their life and come and work with you yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a beautiful, flowy conversation. Um, yeah, you can go to reganhillier.com and then I'm on all the social platforms for as long as they choose to exist in this old system. <laughs> Instagram, let's see how long that stays, but I'm also on Telegram. But of course, you can go straight to the website, reach out to me directly, say hi in the DMs and, and let me know that you came from this conversation as well. I'd love to chat with you beautiful well Regan thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure you're so welcome love you so much love you too